Transform the way you hunt with the all-new base cellular trail camera connected by the Moultrie Mobile app. Moultrie Mobile's industry-best app gives you complete control over your camera settings, up-to-the-minute updates from the field, and other interactive scouting tools on your smartphone or computer. Features like weather forecast, advanced species recognition, interactive maps, and a whole lot more. For more information and to make your purchase, visit www.moultriemobile.com. HuntStand is the most popular and functional mobile hunting app on the market. With a variety of base maps to choose from, satellite imagery that is updated every month, the ability to check the weather, no property information, and even catalog your trail cam picks, HuntStand even gives you the ability to import pins and location markers from other mobile apps. Visit HuntStand.com or download wherever you download your apps. Enter discount code SN20 at checkout for 20% off. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we're going to be talking with Kevin Harlander from First Light. And they have some new products that they have introduced this year, and they got a couple products that haven't been introduced quite yet, but he talks a little bit about what's coming uh, later this spring. And I really like talking with Kevin because he kind of breaks down the process of how they introduce their uh, new products. And what I mean by that is everything from the design or identifying what kind of garment, uh, what kind of demographic that they are looking into trying to fill like a niche, whether that's a jacket or a pant or an insulation layer or a rain jacket like you'll hear or a rain system like you'll hear. They talk about the durability and one of the questions and another thing I like about this is I asked them a pretty t- tough question. Um, in the past, First Light and their durability has come into question, but he answered that and pretty much assured assured us that 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 problem was identified but then also fixed so it's cool how um, we get this you know we have a product that gets built people use it that information comes back to the manufacturer and then they fix any type of problems uh, you know from from their user base so it's a really awesome episode and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it before we get into today's episode though i just want to send a shout out to the partners here at the uh at the hunting gear podcast and hunt stand so right now if you have let's see here if if you're looking for a way to document or journal all of this information that comes in on a given hunt, whether that is deer sightings or you um, you found a scrape or a rub line or some really good bedding or you have some tree stands out in specific areas or you want to know what the name of the landowner is or you want to go into a piece of public that you've never been before and you want to look for terrain features and and use uh, topo lines and things like that. If you want imagery that is on a, you know, on a monthly rotating cycle, uh, you want spring or spring or summer versus fall and winter type pictures for satellite imagery. And each one of those different mapping options allows you to see the land uh, kind of from a different point of view, and that's one thing I really like about using HuntStand is they have so many different uh, ba- like baseline map options you can put all your information on, uh, drop your pins on, and, and things like that. So, 
If you want to find out more information about HuntStand, all of its functionality, how you can use it. I mean, I use mine almost every day, specifically this time of year when I'm, I'm scouting. I'm doing my e-scouting on public lands that I've never even hunted before. I, uh, I would definitely check that out. And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to think here. Um, no, the discount code hunt stand has a discount code and it's for 20% off. And I think a, a whole year costs 30 bucks in the first place. Then you can get 20% off by using the discount code SN20. And, uh, so go check out hunt stand at hunt stand, Awesome hunting app. And lastly, we have the average conservationist apparel. It's a lifestyle brand, t-shirts, hats, hoodies. Uh, these guys are, have some amazing, very comfortable, very soft, uh, very durable clothing, hats, hoodies. I wear a average conservationist t-shirt about three times a week. I have my favorite hat gets worn almost on a daily basis. I have the, I'm, I'm cycling through two right now. I have a nice hat that I go out to eat with. And then I have a work around the house hat that has the sweat lines in it. And it has, you know, a little paint on it and dirt and things like that. When I go and check trail cameras or I'm out in the woods. So the cool thing about the average conservationist is that they give 10% of all of their profits to some form of conservation effort. So this means not only are they talking the talk, but they're walking the walk. And uh, man, for someone like me, that's very important that a company gives back to the natural resource that they make their money off of. So huge shout out to The Average Conservationist and you can go to their website, theaverageconservationist.com and uh, discount code NFC10 and you can save 10% from The Average Conservationist. All right, let's get into today's, I guess it's a, it's a hunting clothing it's first light specific, but hunting clothing, hunting gear type of uh, BS session with Kevin Harlander from First Light. All right, on the hunting gear podcast with me today, Mr. Kevin Harlander from First Light. How we doing, man? Good. Hey, thanks. Glad to, glad to be here, man. And been a little bit since we chatted and happy to jump on and talk some gear. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to get into all that First Light stuff here in a second. But okay, you guys are, where are you guys based out of? Montana? No, we're actually based out of Haley, Idaho. Idaho. So, okay. um, the original original office and HQ was up in Ketchum, Idaho. We just recently moved about ten miles down the road, um, just to you know get a get into a bigger space because we've been growing so so rapidly. Um, so yeah, we're based in South Central Idaho, and that's kind of the heart heartbeat of our business is is being. Uh, so accessible to uh to the places we love to enjoy and test our gear so yeah absolutely absolutely okay so it's spring what's the turkey situation in idaho it's really interesting man idaho has a great turkey population but where we're at um you kind of have to travel quite a bit we sort of sit in this uh little bit of a high desert plateau so to speak and then we're surrounded by mountains everywhere else so you have to go up either to uh, Northern Idaho and the panhandle and, and South of there a little bit. And then, uh, also East and West of where we're at. So we have to travel a little bit to get to them, but, um, it's really the only species we don't have, like literally in our backyard. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to be start chasing them here on the 15th of, of April and we'll be kind of all over the state. And then obviously some, some States close to us and nothing like hunting Western turkeys, man. It's just a blast. Yeah. And what are those Merriams for you guys? They are. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool, man. Uh, and so outside of your door, all the mule deer and elk you can want, huh? That's right. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good country for that. We know we've got a few, 
pretty decent zones right around our office and we're we're able to it's kind of funny man near an elk season about three o'clock or so everybody's got their their gear on and their the, the doors swinging pretty early during uh, <laughs> september <laughs> all the way through the end of the year i feel uh, you pretty fortunate to live in this place you know and that's the thing a lot of guys could sit there and go well, you know it's product testing right right so i don't know man i uh i i'm I wish I could do that. I have to like schedule everything in advance. And if, if I want to step away from the computer and, uh, and try to make it out. Cause I got, you know, I got too many kids and I got to run the network and all this stuff. But, oh, yeah. but I when I do get to go, I like, I just disconnect and go, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah we're pretty fortunate here to be able to, to just jet out. And then, um, myself and a few other guys spend quite a bit of time on the road. Um, kind of doing the job and across the country and so we're uh we're pretty fortunate to be able to come home and and uh, live in a place where we can still access the the woods and the, and the timber and the mountains like right out the door it's it's a pretty spectacular place to be yeah absolutely now you know the, the last time we spoke we kind of got the origin story uh on first light and how sure. the whole company came about before we get into like all the new stuff and a little bit of the process leading into, you know, product testing and, and design. I've had, I, I ask a lot of questions to the listeners of not only yeah. this podcast, but all, all the other ones. All right. And one thing, and this may be, this may be a Band-Aid rip uh, question right off the bat, but I, I have a feeling you're going to be able to answer it. One of the only complaints that I've ever heard about First Light has been that some of their their gear is not as durable and that was this, this was a long time ago this isn't recent but this was a while ago have did you guys ever address that and how did you address that if if in fact it was uh, an issue for you guys yeah that's a great yeah that's a great question so um i'll, I'll back up by saying you know we, we were founded in this mentality of creating the world's best base layer right yeah. uh, with merino wool and we're the first company to really print camouflage on a base layer and make that applicable across multiple pursuits and categories. But I think the biggest thing that we've, as we've grown is, uh, you know, we've grown into outerwear and uh, pants and accessories and things like that. So uh, our, our mentality was always built around this idea of light and fast because we wanted to use this stuff in the mountains where we, you know, we're backpacking five to seven days and, and spending a lot of time living out of a backpack. But, you know, as we've grown, we've, we've understood that, not everybody gets the opportunity to hunt that way. So obviously there was some issues with long lasting durability in terms of uh, pieces of gear that weren't really made to be, um, you know, thrashed through thorn bush in, in the South, or maybe you're cutting tree stand lanes um, in the thick shit in Iowa. Um, so we really addressed that in the last two years. And you can see that come to fruition in, in all of our outerwear, specifically um, our line of pants. So, We've, we've come out with a, a line of pants called the Foundry lineup, which basically is, is arguably some of the toughest pants in the market. Um, the, the Obsidian Foundry on the on the one end of the spectrum, all the way to the Corrugate Foundry in the middle, and then the Catalyst Foundry on the on the other hand, on the other side of that spectrum there, just to, to really meet Western hunters uh, with a pair of pants that can take them, um, you know, from early antelope season all the way through the end of mule deer and, and into some of those later seasons in the West. And then respectively, uh, on the whitetail front, we've, we've certainly addressed that in our outerwear because the age-old conundrum is always, how do you make something super warm and silent but also durable? 
Right. Um, so we've, we've addressed that in, in all of our outerwear, specifically with the Catalyst Sanctuary and, and Solitude kits. Um, and really, the, on the other hand of the spectrum, or other side of the spectrum, we've really had to sort of educate our customer and educate hunters in general about how to, how to layer correctly. So you're protecting, you know, some of those less durable layers like merino wool, um, but also staying comfortable in the field for days on end. And um, so we've certainly addressed it. And, and obviously we, we listen to our customer quite, quite honestly, like uh, they're, they're the sounding board for a lot of our uh, development and, and process. And you'll continue to see some really interesting uh, durability stories uh, coming out, in fact, in 2022 this year, then as we progress into 23 and 24 and 25, that's really going to be the emphasis of our of our planning and, and uh, our product development is looking at how do we make things that are both uh, functional, durable, uh, and applicable across different pursuits for different use cases? How do we address you know the silent nature of material in the tree stand, but also make things that are going to last you for years? Um, yeah. That's uh, that's something we think about every day and, and we're continually building upon. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Um, when one person complains about it, you, you probably get that every day, right? I don't like this. I don't like this sure. or whatever. Any company with any product hears that. But then something happens where you start to see a consistency in a complaint or an issue with a product. Um, you know, and, and a lot of companies maybe have a lot of pride because they've put a lot of work and time and energy into said product and the customer finds something that's wrong with it. How do you guys like how maybe you could speak from this firsthand or maybe a, a company as whole, what's it like to like swallow pride and just admit something like that, right? Like, oh man, we got an issue. We got to fix it. Yeah, that's a great question you know at the end of the day the uh mantra that we come to the table with um you know every single day in product meetings and then additionally throughout um you know marketing and customer service and our leadership team is we need to solve problems for the modern hunter and that to me is the emphasis that we that we bring to every sort of conundrum or problem we face is like how do we solve this problem to make people be able to stay in the woods and, and in the mountains a little longer uh, and and, uh, and be comfortable. So, you know, in, in addressing the, the the notion of swallowing our pride is we're incredibly humble and hungry at this company. Um, we have a lot of tried and true expert level hunters uh, in all categories, whether it's waterfowl and western and, and whitetail. Um, you know, we've we've got folks that are putting this stuff through the ringer every day, but we always come with a sense of humility in that we, for our product folks. You know, nothing is ever quite finished. We, you know, we we recently launched you know new iterations of certain projects, projects and products, right? Um, to continually make those things better by both putting them through the ringer early and often before they're even available to the public, and then um, additionally throughout a life cycle of a product, understanding how we can make it better. Yeah. Um, so really, for us, like pride isn't. We're really proud of what we do here because I think we've grown to a place where we can solve. Uh, pretty complex problems, um, in, in the textile space, but at the same time, um, you know, we, we are never too big for our britches and that we're, we're never too big to say like, Oh, that's products. Perfect. We always look at it in a, in a really like sort of cohesive and, and, and humble way to understand that everything can always be better. We can always improve. And, and that's sort of driven our development now into, into our planning as we continue to, to build products. Um, that, that are going to solve problems for folks, you know? Yeah, that's a fact. All right. So, 
You know, we're going to get into the new products here in just a second, but in order to get to new products, you guys got to sit down. You got to say, what are we bringing to market next? What do those conversations look like for you guys? And how does uh, an idea come to like go through all the steps, not only of, hey, this would be cool, but the business steps as well. Like, can we make this and make it profitable and, and out pops a something awesome for your customer at, at something that they'd be willing to pay? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. I, I think from our perspective, you know, without going into like our proprietary product cycle and things like that is first and foremost, like our, our team, which includes the community team, the product team, everybody involved is spending a lot of time in the field, right? We're spending a lot of time with pro team athletes and um, customers that have uh, guide and outfitter businesses and things to really learn um, and understand what products aren't available to the customer or maybe who's making them from outside of the hunting space really well. Um, and just kind of thinking about, you know, what do we need uh, to both buff out a line that already exists and also bring some products to um, market that are, are smart um, and efficient. Uh, and I think you'll see that in, in some of these products coming out this year and some that have already launched. As far as the business side of the ball game, we're, we're, we just work in lockstep departmentally across many different departments within a, a pretty large business um, to understand how do we uh, produce something for commercialization in you know two years time that's going to be forward thinking and, and cutting edge, but also solves a, a problem for the customer. Um, and then additionally, just, uh, you know, when it comes down to profitability, we're, we're such a um, unique in a unique position because we don't sell in retail, right? So we're able to, uh, we're, we're direct to consumer, everything's on firstlight.com. So the ability for us to be agile and, and move things around if something's not working or, or double down if something is, uh, it just affords us to be able to, um, really produce high quality products um, and, and bring great products to the customer for, uh, you know, a, essentially a, a less of a cost um, to the actual hunter, which is really one of the, the pillars and foundational uh, ethos driven conversations of our, of our company. Um, we want to be able to get people into the woods and not have to break the bank, um, but also know that they're getting the, the best quality uh, products that are out there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, from a business perspective, obviously, like we're we're a for-profit business, we're um, continuing to grow and to evolve and, and to sort of move into a, a larger leadership role in, in the hunting apparel space. Um, but I just think we have such a committed uh, ethos to to drive product that's built smart and also, uh, you know, in, in a way that's affordable for our customer to to get into and buy a new pair of pants every turkey season if they need to and try some new stuff out and. Um, be able to adjust their kit as new technologies and textiles and factories come on board. Um, that agility is just something that I, I think we, uh, it's one of our strong suits for sure. Yeah. So when you guys started, you were a pretty much a base layer company. Hey, we we're building the foundation on base layers, right? Since then you guys have expanded, like you mentioned into all this other type of gear, what who would who is your demographic at this point like are you are you a western company are you a whitetail company are you a midwest west you know like how would you break down your target market yeah so first and foremost um like i sort of mentioned previously like we are a high performance hunting apparel company so 
we're going to give you a one-stop opportunity when you hit firstlight.com to purchase everything that you would need clothing-wise and accessory-wise um, to spend, whether you're a waterfowl hunter, um, uh, a turkey and whitetail hunter in the Midwest, or a Western-based hunter even from you know British Columbia to Santa Fe, New Mexico. We have started as a Western company, uh, but we've built super interesting and important products across many categories. So we're not defined as, as a categorically uh, singular company. Uh, we, we've definitely branched off into um, you know, other categories that are important. And the reason we're able to do that so well, Dan, is, is because we hire folks that are committed to their individual categories while understanding the overall business too. So for instance, Greg Farrell, who builds all our whitetail product, he's based in Wisconsin, right? He spends a hundred some days in the tree a year um likewise the fellow that works for me josh hilliard who runs all our whitetail community he's based in michigan and spends all his time in whitetail world he's the um, man by the way just to let you know he's yeah, the man great, great guy. <laughs> he's uh he's been a, a late addition he's been here for about a year or so now or a little less and just hit the ground running and but i think the the biggest thing to consider with with the way our company's built is that we have expert level folks in each category whether it's waterfowl western or whitetail to basically focus in on what they do really well and then bring that back to an overarching business um, that really is is set to um, provide product and and um, experience for any level of hunter in in north america and beyond um that's that's really our ethos and and that's i think what separates us a little bit is we have expert level folks yeah. that you know are focused in on their categories specifically for the for the greater good so yeah okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna speak from where i stand as far as a consumer for just a second sure. and you talked about specialist like specialist um uh, specializing in a category and knowing the market and having a you know like having gear for whitetail hunters and having gear for western hunters to choose from and things like that now where i come from I'm not able to buy something for just Western and something for just whitetail, right? I have a certain amount of money that I I dedicate myself to every year and that is my budget. And and I, I am looking for products that go in both environments and I can use in both environments. That way I don't have, I can, you know, it's crossover. So, um, are, are, does first light offer those types of options where you can get away with both? Or if you're serious and like, just, just break that down. I think you know where I'm getting at here. Absolutely, man. And I think like if a guy is, is a multifaceted hunter, um, let's say for, for your use case, you know, you live in the Midwest and maybe you travel out West uh, once or twice a year, or maybe it's vice versa. Multiple products across our line are built um, to basically be pursuit driven. However, they have crossover opportunity. I'll give you an example, right? Our corrugate foundry pants, which are a Western based product. Um, they, they have a, a slip in and slip out knee pad, basically removable knee pad. A lot of guys that hunt whitetails, um, you know, once a year, but are, are focused on Western hunts specifically. Those pants work great. If you're going to go sit in a saddle for 10 days in November, um, you know, and, and you can layer accordingly right now. On the, on the other side too, like if you're spending 150 days or whatever in a tree stand hunting all over the, all over the Midwest and South and, and wherever, um, there is product specific to, uh, to whitetail. That's going to be the best fit, uh, for a tree stand hunter. Um, 
you know, and then on the other side too, like the way we educate folks and the way we've built our product assortment to really focus in on layering, all of our stuff um, is going to work for multiple different pursuits, right? So you could have um, all of our Merino base layers are great from uh, the, the antelope hunting opener here in Idaho, all the way to late season sits in Illinois uh, for their muzzleloader season or whatever it may be. That's where we focus, right? We want to make product that's categorically specific for the for the for the focused hunter, while also offering a lot of agility across most of our product. Um, when it comes down to guys that pursue multiple things, you're going to get a lot of bang for your buck if you start building your kit with first light product, um, and you're going to be able to take that across the the country essentially. So I'm I'm yeah. pretty confident that we can build out a kit that's going to work. Um, you know, from, from coast to coast and, and border to border, you know, the, the last thing I'll say on that topic, Dan, too, is the thing that we've done really well is, um, you know, I take a, a, a simple kit, a lot of different places all over the, all over the country and the world. So, um, if anybody has any questions about how to, how to layer and how to, how to put your kit together on a budget, we got a great customer service team that does these things called virtual outfittings, which essentially they're going to get on a video call with you and, and kind of understand what your pursuit driven focus is and then build the best kit for you. Um, and that's, that's cer certainly a component of our business that I think a lot of folks uh, really appreciate uh, just because like you said, there's a lot of folks like you, man. There's a lot of people that are, are dipping their toes maybe into Western uh, from Midwest standing. And then there's a lot of folks in the West that are like, you know, I really want to go try to kill the giant white tail in Kansas or whatever it is. We can build those kits for those folks. Um, and you're going to be wearing the same thing a lot of times, at least when it comes down to uh, base layers, pants, accessories. Um, you know, you might have to get a couple different jacket options for silent specific pursuits and whitetail versus uh, running gun style in the West where, you know, packable insulation is a bigger deal. Um, but I'm confident you could sort of, you could fit the mold and, and, and build a kit that's going to be pretty useful across multiple, multiple states and pursuits. Yeah. And elaborating even more specifically on what you, what you just said is you guys have that, uh, men's wick hoodie, the, yeah. the ultralight 150. That is yeah. my base layer. That one specific hoodie is my base layer pretty much on every hunt, whether it's hot as shit and it's the only thing I'm wearing or it's the very first thing I put on when it's really cold out. That is, and, and so I, I'm able to use that specific piece across all hunts, whether I'm out west moving around, whether I'm out west sitting and glassing, or whether I'm, you know, it's hot early season Iowa or cold late season Iowa rut. I'm, I, that's, that's the piece that I am, I'm rocking right now as far as the, uh, which it's very comfortable and it allows me to wear it wherever I want to wear it. Yeah. Merino wool is an absolutely incredible material. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so functional across all different things from fly fishing in the summer to your last season sitting in Saskatchewan when it's, you know, 25 below. Yeah. Um, you just can't go wrong with starting your kit there. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So new product time, right? I think right, yeah. right before we started recording, um, you mentioned something about here in a couple of weeks, you're going to be launching some new rain gear. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that, those pieces specifically, and then also talk about why someone needs, like, cause I, I was on your website here and you guys have a variety of different rain gear options. 
why do why do we need more than one set of rain gear options? Yeah, and this comes down to uh, I'm glad you asked that because this comes down to a product uh, specific or pursuit specific uh, approach that we take to um, specifically uh, you know high precipitation areas, right? So we came to the drawing board a few years ago and and started creating this idea around incredibly functioning and um, feature rich rainwear uh, for somebody who's going to be spending their time in the rain. We're talking Pacific Northwest, Alaska, um, into some of that monsoon country in Arizona when, um, you know, I know it's in the spring, but maybe you get caught in a squall and it's not going to stop raining for two days. This is like your ultimate, um, your ultimate rainwear, like the absolutely torrential downpour, not going to take it off all day long. It's extremely hikeable um, and inventable. Uh, you're going to see when we release it, there's a lot of feature rich um, ideation around this to make this a comfortable piece. Because in the past, like the best rainwear in the world was like Heli Hansen PVC stuff, right? Where it's like almost rubberized and, and sort of totally shut down. You can't hike in that stuff. It's just impossible. It's made for commercial fishermen, essentially. So we wanted to take the idea of a completely weatherproof system, whether it's wind, water, um, and, you know, shitty conditions. That's what, that's what we wanted to build for. The last thing I'll say about it without giving away too many details, because this stuff's still launching as we speak, we're going to be coming out with it in the weeks to come. Um, this stuff is, we, we, we spoke uh, about durability. Um, we test this stuff from Prince of Wales Island to the Bramber, or excuse me, the, like the Blackberry Bush in Western Oregon. This stuff is virtually indestructible. It is the toughest material you're going to find in a waterproof garment um, on the market today. Um, and this is going to be a piece that if somebody's going to be spending some time where it's wet, you're going to need it. Yeah. Now, on the other end of the spectrum, the reason we make uh, different kinds of rain gear is because, you know, we have this, there, a lot of times, I'll give you an example, like in Western elk hunting, right in September, you might get a little bit of precip here and there. That's where I bring the vapor rain jacket that we currently make, where it's a, it's a packable, um, rain shell that you're going to take on and off. You might wear for a little while. There needs to be a spectrum in rainwear, rainwear to basically get you through uh, different parts of the season and different regions. Um, so I think there's there's just a way in which we've we've sort of built out this rainwear line to cover all ends of the spectrum, um, and that's what we're after. I'm I'm really excited about this piece. I wore it a lot last year in some pretty otherwise nasty places. Um, I don't really I, I don't prefer to hunt in in downpours, but Sometimes you're moving locations and you're going to get wet. And uh, this stuff is, is just, uh, it's the best stuff I've ever worn for sure. Um, and I've worn a lot of different rain gear from outside the hunting industry as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that'll look for that, you know, basically towards the middle to end of April, there's going to be a lot more information coming, but I wanted to give you guys a little sneak peek on, on what that looks like. You should look at firstlight.com too. There's some teaser material there coming in the next days. Um, so that'll be a great one. Gotcha. The other, go ahead. Uh, yeah, real quick. So when I hear the word indestructible, right? Someone yeah. say, and, and this can go for your your lightweight base layers. You know, like yep. when when someone says lightweight, some people may think not durable, and then when right. some people hear the term indestructible, they think heavy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what what's your your uh, your rebuttal to those comments? That's a good question and, and also a, a good argument, right? Because when we say indestructible, we're talking about what I'm, I'm speaking about our 
our ability to test this stuff over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and we've just put it in some situations where traditional rain gear that's super lightweight and does a great job is not going to be um, as as durable in, in certain situations, right? This stuff is essentially the reason I use the word indestructible is because I just, I can't seem to make it fail. Um, and, and that to me is, is a, a pretty bold statement just for the paces we put it through. Um, you know, on the other hand too, man, is like, if something does happen, if you like rip yourself on a piece of barbed wire, or if you're like, you know, some sort of product failure happens, we got such a good warranty program here that we're going to take care of you one way or another. Um, but I'm pretty confident that this rainware system we're talking about is, is gonna, it's going to take a lot to, to break it down and, and to, and to make it into a non-functioning piece. So, you know, on the other end too, I think the age old conversation around like creating this unicorn product, right. That's light, breathable, packable, and indestructible doesn't exist. We're trying to build that. Um, we're, tr- we're trying to push that narrative and say like, look, we're going to try our hardest to, to create products that, um, you know, essentially solve problems that we didn't think were solvable. Um, that to me is, is really the end all be all of what we're trying to do with some of this new product. When I, when I talk about durability, that's, that's, that's the next uh, phase of first light that folks are going to see. Gotcha. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. So new hoodie that's come out. Yeah. So this is something I'm super excited about because we've been working on this for a while and basically what we're making um, right now and what we've, been working on for the last while is offering an, an additional um, layering piece in terms of um, when we talk about like um, for, for lack of a better term sort of this this versatile piece in the kit you know for a long time we had the, the Klamath hoodie um, and the Klamath quarter zip we're still going to carry the Klamath quarter zip which is a grid fleece um, essentially what we've done is we've overbuilt a traditional uh, poly base layer, right? Or excuse me, mid layer. So essentially what you got here with the origin is a, it's a hoodie designed and intended to be used um, as either a early season, uh, you know, mid layer um, or a, a layering piece as your, as your season progresses. So just as far as product features go, it's, it's basically um, it's built off of our incredibly successful shooters cut. So it's, uh, trim through the sleeves so you can operate a bow and firearm without a lot of bunching um, features like a really integrated face mask that you can wear uh, in terms of like turkey hunting or uh, waterfowl hunting or whatever it may be um, additionally you know in the tree stand sometimes if guys are hunting on the ground or whatever or or elevated in close quarters with deer it's nice to cover up those uh, what we call like sort of um, these like uh, these noses ears things like that right that can kind of like cut through camouflage and and sort of uh get yourself made by by a deer um the cool part too about this is like the way in which we built it is to layer with other things so you got like sweet uh kangaroo pouches that you can get into large chest pocket um the 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 really interesting part and this is where we kind of get into the technical features it's powered behind this 37.5 fleece lining. And if folks aren't familiar with 37.5, it's essentially this material um, that integrates active carbon particles to basically wick moisture away from your body. Um, it's also got high Q scent control, which essentially allows that uh, poly layer, which generally in, in other product across the space, if you're, if you're working with polyester or synthetic material, it's gonna stink a lot quicker. 
But with this stuff, the scent control, this high Q stuff is going to basically allow that um, stink to not bind to the material. Um, so it's going to pass through and not um, and not be uh, as stinky over a, a sweaty hike or whatever it may be. Um, this is sort of the new, uh, our new push into uh, really kind of diversified um, mid layers. And I'm just really stoked about it. I wore this all last year in the tree, probably spent about, I don't know, 50 or 60 days in the tree stand and then wore it across the Western space too. Um, elk hunting and, and mule deer hunting and just been really pleased with how it fits into my system so if folks are trying to, to look to get into some mid-layering stuff that's going to keep you warm uh, but also uh, you know function pretty pro- properly as a as the functioning mid-layer this origin hoodie is is kind of the future there so pretty stoked about it so far so you're you're thinking this origin hoodie is kind of a uh, I'll pop it on after a hike in to the tree stand or uh, an active amount of time where you're you're you have your heart rate up and then you stop, you slow down, you throw this thing on. Absolutely. I think there's a lot of instances where I'm walking into the tree stand with this as, as my, uh, as my mid layer. So it's either in my pack lid or it's on my body if it's chillier. Right. Um, and that's going to get me through those like midday hours of an all day sit. Then I throw some on over the top of it to really function as, as a mid layer. But additionally, like this is the piece I'm going to use turkey hunting coming up when we open our season here in Idaho. Um, just because that mixed in with, you know, some pretty good base layers, you got a pretty killer kit, especially with that face mask integrated. It just, it allows for one less piece of shit on your body. Yeah. Um, no need for a neck gate or whatever. And actually the, the face mask, my complaint in the past has always been, well, it's always riding around your neck then, or it can't, it's it just kind of in the way. Um, this thing tucks back in the hood really nicely. So you, you don't even know it's there until you need it, uh, which I think is, is just smart engineering on, on the part of our guys on the, on the product side. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, anything else out of your guys' camp that's new this year? Yeah, we're going to have a few more things coming out that I'm, I'm going to hold off on talking about just because they're, they're still um, being uh, put into our, uh, essentially into our release calendar. So we're waiting on that, but you'll, you'll start to see stuff um, coming out here and, between like uh, mid June and July, essentially for waterfowl, which is pretty special. Um, this is a new category for us. We've developed this type of camouflage that is, um, you know, marsh based and field based. Really excited about that. We've been spending a lot of time in the in the wa- waterfowl world last year hunting, and and that's where a lot of our folks come from is the waterfowl space. So it's almost like a homecoming for a lot of dudes around here. Yeah. Um, a lot of interesting product coming there that's going to solve a lot of problems and, and really sort of uh, forcefully uh, enter us into this uh, otherwise, you know, a pretty robust category. So I'm excited to get that stuff out to folks. Um, and uh, yeah, more to come on the waterfowl front, but uh, definitely stay in touch on firstlight.com and our social pages to, to understand when that stuff's coming. Gotcha. Um, can't tell you how excited I am for that. It's It's been a dream to, to help get developed some of this stuff and, and be a part of the, the outbound content we're making. So. Yeah. So as, you know, as we look at your timeline here, we see that you go from a very specific thing to now you're starting to encompass whitetails, Western, waterfowl, turkey, like the outdoors in general. Is that, is that the end game then is to just be a one-stop, all-inclusive shop? Yeah, that is, you know, and we always get a lot of questions on like, oh, when's like the lifestyle stuff coming and all that. And our, our answer to that all the time is 
we make high performance hunting apparel for the field, right? That is our, that is the end of the day. That is what we will, we will die on that hill. Um, that is to me as, as our company, you know, ebbs and flows and changes and grows our ability to solve problems now is, is just, uh, it's robust. And I think it's continuing to, to, um, showcase that, you know, we're, we're in this, we're in this for real and we've got no, no signs of slowing down. Um, the one thing I'll say too, is what we're, what we're trying to accomplish is that if it's, if it's a huntable creature, we're going to start to make gear for it. Um, and, and that to me is a, it's a really exciting thing to be a part of because we, we have no limits on what we can do. We've got great designers and, um, product developers and, and pro team folks that are helping us develop this stuff. And, yeah, I'm just really excited about where we're sitting right now and, and the next few years ahead are going to be uh, pretty, pretty awesome. Well, that's great. Do you know that there, uh, you can hunt pythons in South Florida? I heard about that. I think, uh, what's that guy's name? Python cowboy down there or something like that. Right? <laughs> He's like catching them with dogs and all this. Crazy right. Stuff. Right. So maybe we got to make him a kid. We need to make him a Python kid, a Python line. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Someday. You never know. Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Um, the, the last thing that I kind of want to ask is, you know, I think you answered it actually, because I was going to ask that question, you know, like what else, like, is there anything else that you can tell us about the direction or, or what's coming out in the next maybe five years that's going to get people, even if it's just a sentence, like, Hey, if you're into this, just keep an eye out for first light. Yeah, that's a great, great question. And I think like in, in short, really what, we're looking at is fully integrated systems, right? Yeah. From, from tip to tail. Um, you know, we're going to continue to, to explore, um, how do we change product that we currently make to be even better? Um, and how do we create product essentially out of a need, um, to, uh, to build out functional kits that people are going to be really pleased with and that lasts a long time as well. That's the, that's the biggest thing for us right now is, is focusing in on durability and, and, uh, and that storytelling around that and, and really coming to the table with, with product that's going to change the game continually every day and every year. Um, you know, as far as categorically goes, there's going to be a lot of development in waterfowl. There's going to be a ton of development in Western. Um, and then additionally in whitetail, I think we're just getting going. You know, we have a pretty robust amount of SKUs specific to whitetail right now, but um, that stuff is going to be uh, the selection ability of, of, types of gear and different pieces and things in the next three to four years is, is going to be pretty robust and, and uh, folks are going to be pretty stoked about it, I believe. Awesome. Well, Kevin, man, I really appreciate you taking time to uh, drop some knowledge about, about First Light on us. Thank you very much and uh, good luck hunting turkeys this spring. Hey, thanks so much, man, and, and you as well. And, and it's always a pleasure to be on and chat with you. And if folks have any other questions or whatever, feel free to, to reach out on Instagram. Um, my uh, handle's heavy kevy two underscores on either side and then um, firstlight.com is going to be your your uh, your look for uh, for all the new stuff coming here in the in the coming weeks